have such sights to show you. Do you love horror? Do you love sci-fi? If so, you've come to the right place. Each week we'll dissect, discuss, and or shit all over the movies we love and also love to hate. I'm Ken and I'm with Chris, Doug, Josh, and together we are the Horrified Podcast. And one more thing, we are not safe for work or for the faint of heart. Today we're actually going to talk about a movie. Uh, this movie really? Is, a movie? Yeah, we're going to talk Fuck. about a movie. A film? This movie is called Videodrome. It's mm. from 1983. It's one of my personal favorites for a number of reasons. For one, it was directed by David Cronenberg, who uh, did some good movies. Doug, what's your favorite Cronenberg film? Oh, I don't know. Probably The Fly. Yeah. He's really great at practical body horror which yeah, i love right in the fly in the in scanners in videodrome lots of awesome practical effects sure fellas body are horror finally doing a fi a fi this is a sci-fi, a sci-fi? isn't it or is it, or is it more body it's horror? body horror but it's definitely if it, it fits within the two it I overlaps it yeah. leans towards sci-fi i got sure. more of a sci-fi vibe from definitely. it but my area of expertise. But it's very spooky. It only took us four episodes. Four to episodes, and I finally can talk about something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the horror pepper in fi podcast. <laughs> pepper. Pepper fi. Pepper fi. We, we got more sci-fi coming up for you, yeah, folks. Don't we worry. do. It's good stuff. good stuff. So this movie is actually a Canadian film. Um, I think it actually takes place in Toronto. There's a brief mention of Toronto about 20 minutes in this this movie so i think it takes place in toronto shout uh, out to danielle in toronto yeah yeah shout out toronto people <laughs> um so you know this movie stars james woods um who is awesome uh deborah harry mm. blondie if you guys yep. don't know look her up she is uh she's very young and very cute in this movie she is which uh, Odd, odd fact. Like I didn't, I didn't think about it, but she had dyed her her hair red, her signature yeah. hair yeah. red. It's not, it's not <coughs> film. She would be ready in this film. Yeah, she's ready, ready. <laughs> she was ready, ready in this film. Yes, yes. Actually, and then the uh, we you know we talked about the practical practical effects. The makeup was done by Rick Baker, who mm-hmm. obviously I, I wrote down a couple things that he's done that I really liked as a kid one was the michael jackson thriller video he worked on that oh wow yeah he did my favorite comedy coming to america and he was the uh, art director on hellboy oh i really like hellboy yeah not the remake right not the new one the good one no the The good let's pretend the remake never happened fair enough just because you do stranger things doesn't mean you can be fucking hellboy (laughs) (laughs) right Sure. I, I didn't know what happened. I, there's a remake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a new one. It sounds it, like I'm better off. It yeah. came and died before yeah. anyone saw it. Yeah. It was. Quick. I saw it on an airplane on a flight from somewhere. That's a, that's a typical flight. I thought movie. it was fine, but it was definitely forgettable. If it's not Ron Perlman, it's Hellboy. I don't want to watch it. Straight that's, up. And I like what's his name. But that's fair. <laughs> what's his name? I like. Yeah, I like the no name guy. guy from Stranger Things. Yeah. I love him. Can't remember his name. David St. Clair. Who the cop? Yeah. David Harbor. David Harbor. David Harbor. I knew it was David something. David. Yeah, he's David, David Hasselhoff. I think it was David Hasselhoff. No. <clears throat> anyway, so Videodrome. <laughs> Back to Videodrome. So Videodrome is interesting in that it's 
it has a lot of themes that are relevant to today, which we'll get into. Um, but essentially, you know, the, the plot in this movie is, is kind of hard to just throw out there because it ends abruptly. Um, it doesn't have a traditional story arc, in my opinion. Like, there's not no. an, a definitive act one, two, and three, right? I, not really, no. It, so yeah. we're going to kind of talk about it in a linear fashion, but we'll probably jump around. But essentially, the gist of it is there's James Wood plays Max Wren, and he's a sleazy, uh, I guess, is it a cable channel? Yes, he has a, a UHF channel. Right. Yeah, oh, he specializes in smut. Push, pushing the envelope further yeah. and further. Yeah, Channel 83, constantly. by the way. It's Channel 83. <laughs> All right. Yeah, softcore uh, violence and hardcore violence. That's yeah. what he shows. And he is a self-proclaimed desensitized person. Uh, right. And, and he's, he's that from the get-go. We don't see that journey. We just kind of see how that becomes exploited, I guess. Right. Yeah, He the, the movie starts where he um, essentially is watching this weird video from japan and it's like it's like softcore geisha porn i guess you would call it yeah it's like snuff porn right and so i mean i guess before he's watching he's looking at images he's got these black and white photos and he he's waking up in the morning and he's drinking an espresso (laughs) eating cold pizza looking at you know nudie pictures and he smears pizza sauce over the pictures and he's like <laughs> he's just totally <laughs> disgusting gross dude yeah like if he was your neighbor like you would be worried that he would be walking out of the you know <laughs> yeah. out of the door naked and weird shit so yeah james would saying his famous pockmarks yeah yeah he's <laughs> pockmarks is a thing on this podcast yeah. i have to talk about pockmarks <laughs> so yes so it's a lot of character on that face right so i mean you his character is established right away you see him eating breakfast and you're like oh fuck i know this guy this yeah. sleazy guy lived in my neighborhood in 1995 you know what we all know a guy like this yeah, yeah he watched me walk to school every morning you know, <laughs> with, with binoculars yeah his apartment's filthy yeah right just, just a nasty dude so he has this <laughs> He listens to this video uh, wake-up service. His secretary every day records <laughs> on TV uh, what he has to do the next day. And in the morning, it starts playing. And it's called... It actually has a name and, and like, a slogan. Do you guys remember what that is? That's mm, no. pretty no. awesome. <laughs> Anyways, it's a, it's a network he watches every day. And so he, he gets this message that he has got to get up and go see these guys about, you know, the geisha porn. And it's at some right. sleazy hotel. Yeah. So he goes to the hotel and he's in the hallway and these people are arguing and there's like probably blood stains on the floor <laughs> and a black light would just light the place up. It's disgusting. <laughs> and he meets yeah. with these sketchy Japanese guys because he wants to buy this show, this Japanese porn show. Yeah. And if you guys notice the tapes were... Sorry. What Fail. asshole did that? It was an alarm. Sorry. Fail. Jesus. <laughs> Hang on, guys. Doug has to take his medicine right now. So yeah. I have to take my podcast. vitamins. His I have to take my vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> Doug is, is losing bone density as we speak. So so anyway, so he, he meets with these guys, and he wants to buy this, but he's concerned that it's it's too soft, right? And, right. and he doesn't want to watch the episodes. He wants to watch the last episode mm-hmm. when it really ramps up because he thinks his audience is like him, and they only want to see the final yeah, whatever the, showdown it would be, the violence the and the sex and the, the smut. smut, the yep. climax, if you will. The cl- <laughs> That's right, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you nailed that one. <laughs> so 
Ejaculation. <laughs> that, that's that's pretty much what he wants to see. Okay. That's what everyone wants to see on Channel 83. That's their new slogan. What everyone wants, <laughs> everyone to, see wants to see on Channel 83. Yes. So he he takes the he gets some of the tapes, I guess, and he brings them back to his office, right? Because he's going to show his guys the the stuff, and he's showing it to them, and they're kind of like, ah, it's too yeah. soft. It's not that great. I don't know. And even. Even Max Wren is like, yeah, it doesn't have an edge. He's looking for something way more hardcore, yep. right? And by the way, the guys that are sitting with him watching this that work for Channel 83 are total sleaze bags. Yes. Oh, yeah. And oh, I'm talking sure. like the 80s sleaze bags, like <laughs> 80s used car salesmen. Yeah. They just binged on cocaine the night before. They show up to work. They drink three pots of coffee. Tweed jackets. Yeah, tweed coats, yep. bad hair, balding, <laughs> bad teeth. You know the type. White. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> white. They're always white. I, I feel I feel Just attacked. The yeah. <laughs> Chris, we're sorry to talk about this non-graphic tea, this archetype of yours, but clearly anti-graphic tea. These assholes. Jesus. So he he does this, and then all of a sudden he he goes to see a guy he works with, um, who can can pirate satellite signals, right? Oh yeah. Right. Yep. And so this guy is picking up this crazy thing, and he thinks it's from Malaysia. And what it's showing is these people getting tortured and like they're in front of this red clay wall and yeah. they're getting electrocuted and choked to death. And, oh yeah, this is the snuff yeah. porn. And he loves it, right? Yeah. Max Ren is like, oh, I need to see more of this. But they lose the signal because it's doubly encoded. Right. Or whatever analog technology term was used. Brought me back of the days to watching grainy pay-per-view porn mm -hmm. in my childhood that I didn't yeah. pay for. and You're, you're trying to watch the, the scrambled play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just like a glimpse of yeah. a pixelated yeah, Like I think that was a boob. I don't know, but it was <laughs> enough. As long as it looks close enough, then it, it counts as one. That's right. right. Even though it was probably the guy's nipple that yeah, you but saw. I don't, does, I don't know. It doesn't matter. She's in my imagination. <laughs> so, so his technician, his satellite technician, his name is Harlan, and he's kind of this super nerdy guy. He kind of reminds me of Harold Ramis <clears throat> in Stripes. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Kind of big glasses, kind of cool in a way at the same time. Mm -hmm. And he's the the satellite signal guy. So he wants to see more. He tells this guy to do all the stuff, and Harlan's already working on it. Right. So fast forward. I think it's the next day. Max Ren has an appointment to be on a talk show. Right. And so he's got. There's three other panelists. There's Nikki Brand. Yeah. And what she does is she hosts a radio show, a self help. Radio or like a self rescue radio show? Yeah, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Right, so she's supposed to be like the innocent one that's going to be juxtaposed to Max Ren and his sleazy Channel eighty three, and then Brian Oblivion is there, mm -hmm. and he's on a TV on TV. Yeah. So so there's a TV stand sitting <laughs> there because he'll only ever appear in public on TV. Right. So they're sitting on the show, and it's called the Carol King Show. Right? But do you think Nikki's a plant? I do. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we can get to that. Okay. Nikki's part of it. She's part of Videodrome, Doug. Yeah, well, yeah. I know that. I saw the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Death to Videodrome, Long Live the New Flesh, by the way. She's part of the film Videodrome. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. <laughs> so the TV show is called The Rena King Show. Um, and so they're kind of having a little bit of banter. And Rena King's like, so, Max, your show is violent and shitty. What do you say to that? <laughs> and he's like, no, fuck you. That's what people want. That's yeah. what I want. And then he looks at Nikki Brand, and he's like, yeah, girl, I like that red dress. Yeah. Well, he asks her, because when the question about being desensitized, isn't that what, isn't that what they're kind of getting at? Right. And how he's kind of a, a shitty person. He's like, well, why are you wearing that red dress? Like, what would Freud say about that yeah. red dress? That's yeah. what he says. 
which yeah and 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 she kind of agrees right you, well she and cheekily she agrees right yeah, she smiles she's like, she's like oh well, fuck this guy's on to me because i yeah <laughs> so yeah, i know i did this on purpose right so rena king starts talking and all of a sudden you know max wren james woods is like hey nikki let's let's go out yeah and she's like you know essentially okay mm-hmm. right on air which is totally ballsy and <laughs> yeah. awesome and rena king's like how could he do that on my show <laughs> So as he's flirting, all of a sudden it switches over to Brian Oblivion, Brian Oblivion. who's on his on his fucking on the TV. TV, and he goes into this big quote about you know the mind's eye. What, what do you know what the quote is? That's not his big quote, but no, he's got no, a real no. great quote later in the film too. But he does say something interesting. He says, "Soon all of us will have special names. We'll have new names. Is it new names? New names. And what he's referring to is your your you, your, your username, your username, your mm-hmm. handle." And yeah. the crazy thing is, back when this movie was made, that was not a thing. No. Mm-hmm. Now it is absolutely a thing. Yeah. yeah. Every one of us have. I have a. I have a handle. Yeah, there are handle. several Twitter friends, handles. quote unquote friends that I have that I just know their handle. Right. Yep. And yeah. Well, if you think about online gaming, you don't know any of your online mm-hmm. gaming friends' names. Yeah. You just know, you know, that guy's. You know, pumpkin fucker twelve. <laughs> you know what I mean, and yeah. Sheila E fan sixty eight, yep. and you know Chris is I'm a secret serial killer five, right? Yeah, it's not really a secret. It's not it's a secret. Not. I mean, look at his shirt, <laughs> black V neck t shirt. He's wearing a, a black V neck right now, and there's you can't see blood stains on black, which is why he wears black shirts all the time. So, it's, by, it's by the true. way, Ken, my my eyes are up here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> all right. It's a plunging V neck. I, I, I forgot to make that apparent. <laughs> Yeah, he's was, wearing a plunging black v-neck i was thinking about this topic actually the other day when my kids were playing Fortnite. oh yeah like uh bagel bites or whatever his name is is on i gotta go play we don't know like i don't know that's his, his name's bagel bites yeah like, all right Wait, so years ago when um unreal tournament was a game love that game yeah um i remember i had to think of like my very first essentially you know tag name or game name yeah and it was always weird to me that it's like you refer to yourself as that mm-hmm. and it's and it's your name it becomes your real name right and this movie <clears throat> totally predicts that yeah. 40 years before yeah. any of that happened and which is why i call it a sci-fi sci-fi right kind of warns us of of what we're, we're becoming doom. yeah <laughs> kind of or i mean it, it can be viewed as doom or just how we evolve right? Uh, naturally or unnaturally, I guess, um, the more technology takes over. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I think they, um, at this time, they were they were definitely starting to see that, you know, the importance of computers. and For sure. So they're, they're on the cusp of it. Um, and, in fact, the I don't know if, if you guys have seen, but... Um, there's a trailer for it that's all kind of like animated and super it's the weird. awesomest trailer ever yeah it's it's super rad but i think it was mostly created on the commodore 64 that's interesting and yeah. so I, I, you know i think they definitely you know by the way if, you, if you're listening to this right now if, if you can pull up your browser and just look at watch the videodrome trailer yeah pause us yeah. watch the trailer because it's awesome <laughs> it's an awesome it's short it's amazing <clears throat> and and it really if you watch the trailer you still don't get any information about the movie mm-hmm which is what, what I love about you probably it. Still a lot of trailers podcast. back in those days spoiled the shit out of movies. You this, notice that? Absolutely. No, you get to see the whole movie in 10 seconds. Yeah. This doesn't do that. This is kind of more of a an a homage yeah, to, to the movie. It's, it's really cool. So anyways, he goes to 
meet so max goes to meet nikki brand at her radio show right which is some type of outreach help people in trouble radio show <laughs> you know and clearly nikki brand has some you know skeletons in her closet yeah she's, yeah. she's got some issues For so sure. they get together he's like hey he's like he's picking her up right and they go back to his apartment and mm-hmm. literally the first thing she says is hey you got any porno yeah, and, she, and, and even Max Wren, who's already desensitized, is like, "Say what?" He's like, yeah. "Do I have any what?" She goes, "It what turns now? me on." He's like, "Oh shit, this is where this is going, right?" I figured he'd be like, "Bitch, don't you know who I am?" <laughs> yeah. 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 Have you ever watched Channel? Eight? He's like, "Of course, That's my I have channel. These yeah. I so, only have porn." <laughs> so she's digging through his uh, his Betamaxes, right? Yeah, and it's an interesting thing about this movie. Most of the the tapes we see in this movie are Betamax. Except for one notable VHS. Oh, because it needed right. to be Because it needed to be thinner, and we'll talk about <laughs> yeah. that in a minute. But anyway, she's digging through his Betamax tapes. And for those who don't remember, Betamax and VHS were competing technologies. Yeah. Um, kind of like uh, LaserDisc and DVD. Yeah, yeah, really cross Does anyone remember Minidiscs? Yeah. Minidiscs. Minidiscs. Like, they, like CDs I'm... were, on, like, clearly, they, they had risen by then. But right. Yeah, I had a friend that had Minidiscs a bunch of cool. Minidiscs. I had a really cool mini disc player and it was basically a cool way to make mixtapes was like uh, it could hold way more yeah, oh, it was like yeah, the yeah, pre-ipod yeah. ipods I yeah had, i had a walkman fm radio <laughs> so fuck you rich kids right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I weird the, those mini did they came in like a square plastic yeah they were square they look like little uh yeah like disc drive they looked like coasters that, yeah that technology actually continued on uh sony used a bigger like it was like a blu-ray inside of one of those mm-hmm. um and they use them in professional sony cine alta cameras so a lot of like uh you know 2010 tv shows were actually shot on those really oh yeah. cool I just know that I made a mini disc mixtape of Misfit songs, which was just essentially uh, a Misfit. I thought you were gonna say of all your favorite '90s pop princesses. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were, were you a Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Yes. Yeah. See, <laughs> I was Blondie. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, oh wow, <laughs> stuck true. I, I was right. Kathy. Still Kathy Dennis was my girl. If you guys remember Kathy, Kathy Dennis. Dennis. Man. So, anyways, <laughs> so he. You know, he invites her over. She's all into this weird stuff. She's digging through the Betamax collection. She finds that Videodrome tape. So the tape that he didn't know what it was, that his satellite guy had kind of found just a little bit of, he got he took a tape of that, right? Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, they put it in together. And right away, Nikki Brand is like, oh, hell yeah. This yeah. Is, I'm into this. And then right away, they're sitting on the couch. She goes, oh, why don't you get out your Swiss Army knife and cut me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And again, Max Ryan is like, uh, yeah. he's like, what? Yeah, he's like cut you. She's like yeah, and she already and has she already cut has marks scars mm-hmm. on her collarbone. Yep. Yeah, so she's clearly she's, into this. She's weird S and M stuff. But that's when she isn't that when she burns herself with a cigarette. Yeah, no, she, she does that later. Oh okay, way later. Yeah, but she does put a cigarette out on her chest. Oh, that's right. Burns that is later. Yeah. Instead, they have this whole lovemaking scene where <laughs> James, or excuse me, Max Wren, James Woods. It's creepier <laughs> when I say James Woods because then you can picture his pockmarked face, Martin face, laying on pretty blondie and, and piercing Wood. her ears with a needle and a cork. Yeah, which he never does anything with the cork. No, he just, he just holds it the whole time. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't know <laughs> how to pierce the ears. Of he the never cork? worked at an island at the mall. He doesn't know how to pierce. Yeah, ears. Claire's get a job at Claire's. Why don't you? If you're gonna pierce someone's ear. So he puts it through her ear and then he licks the blood. I yeah. Mean, yeah, 
I mean, ugh. That's where AIDS started. Yeah. James Woods. James Woods started it. James Woods. I knew it. <laughs> Patient zero. I've never liked that asshole. <laughs> so she's really in the freaky stuff. It's it's super weird, it, but it's sexy at the same time. It's natural. And so they're, yeah. he's laying there with her. Isn't this when he dreams that he's in Videodrome with her? I believe so. He has like yeah. this his first vision right. in the movie at this point. Because mm-hmm. remember, he's seen Videodrome. Yeah. And Once. Videodrome does weird stuff to you. Oh, don't forget the picture of Hitler as ballerina in his <laughs> yeah. living room. Yeah, above his couch, there's a picture of Hitler as a ballerina, and the and his pink ballerina dress has a swastika <laughs> on the chest. My dad has that picture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I so I, I didn't see that till recently because I watched this movie several times, um, and it's interesting. I'm like, who made that art? And then what the what the fuck's the meaning behind it? Like, why have that? What did the art director think? Like, oh, I'm going to put this this up here. Is yeah. it just showing that Max is it's, just, just likes, you know, it's it's envelope pushing. Like, I mean, that's what anything I mean. with yeah. Hitler, yeah. you that's an extreme. He, he's would, so desensitized. He's like, let's make these, you know, cr- yeah. I don't know. The crazy art director images. probably found it at a drive-in swap meet, and he's like, oh, I'll <laughs> save this for a rainy day. Yeah. He was, yeah, right. He, he went, some yeah. pervy neo-Nazi <laughs> the drive-in got swap all these meet. badass paintings of Hitler as like sexy objects. So, so yeah, so he has this hallucination, and then all of a sudden he goes to meet with this this um, older lady, and she's a softcore like porn peddler, and she's got this movie that takes place in like Greek times. Right, it's like Greek softcore. It's like Calig- it's, it's, it's kind of like Caligula. The only difference is Caligula takes place in the Roman era, whereas this right. is, you know, its predecessor, you know, nine hundred years before. Yeah. So she has this Greek theme softcore, and she wants him to put it on his network. Is this Masha? Yes, this is Masha, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, no, this shit is weak. Yeah, but she's been obviously working with Max Ren for years in the industry, so she f- helps you know bird dog stuff for him. So he's like, hey, have you ever heard of this Videodrome shit? And she's like, uh, she's really hesitant. And she's like, yeah, you know, maybe <laughs> you could tell that maybe she knows more than she's leading yeah, on, she, right? Yeah. By yeah. the way, this meeting they're having is at a, is a, at a Turkish restaurant with belly dancers. <laughs> That's right. So just imagine that. Another setting in this movie that I don't understand. It's shot beautifully, but it doesn't make sense. No. Which and, a lot of this movie doesn't. No. It's, they're cool details, though. You always find layers mm-hmm. upon layers of neat stuff. So I don't know what, what this could mean. Anyways, they're in a Turkish restaurant when they're talking. So anyways, he wants to distribute Videodrome. He wants it on his channel. He wants Masha to help him find it, right? Yes. So they have their meeting, and then he's, then he's with Nikki again, right? Mm-hmm. And Nikki says she's going to she Pittsburgh. She wants to go... Doesn't, is that where she says she wants to go be in Videodrome? Videodrome. We, we find at yeah. some point uh, that Videodrome really is not in out in Malaysia somewhere. Yeah. It's actually being filmed in Pittsburgh. That's right. Yeah, Harlan figures that out somehow because mm-hmm. he, he was able to break the code. He's they, got connections. Yeah. He's a fucking badass. Yeah, he's, he's pretty <laughs> cool. So it's in Pittsburgh, which, and I love that, that Max Run makes all these underhanded comments about Pittsburgh, if you notice that. <laughs> He says like two things that make you know Pittsburgh sound like the armpit of America. Well, I mean, I'm not saying he's wrong. I've I'm never just, been, but I've not heard their sports teams like, are garbage. Yeah, well, sports man, <clears throat> you would think so. Yeah, Chicago Bears fan, yeah, baseball, baseball, football. Yeah, yeah. 
I watch I watch all of those. There's hockey. <laughs> Chris, you want to throw around the picks? <laughs> you know what? Chris is a long the time. Pittsburgh tennis team I've heard is wild. Yeah. Yeah. So he makes That's fun of, of Pittsburgh, and she says she's she's not really. She kind of acts like she's going to video drum, but she says she's really going to audition or something. Yeah. She wants to or she's doing this. No, she's it. working. No. She says that she's going on assignment is what she oh, says. But right. then Max is like, no, don't go. Don't you dare go by this video drum. It's dangerous. Yeah. And she's like, I love danger. <laughs> you know, so my middle name. We all know why she's going. And even I think Max knows, but he doesn't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. And he even says, he goes, yeah, people who go try out for that don't come back. Right. Right. It's, it's a short audition. Like, yeah, because isn't it pitched as though it's it's not a snuff film, but like, I don't know. Does he have a hunch that yeah, people are dying, or does he? Does someone? He's so excited to get it on the network. It's like he's blinded to what it really is. He's right. like, oh no, it looks great. It's it's not real. Okay. And Masha's the one who's like, no, it's real. That's right. Because she kind of kind of knows. So, yep. anyways, he, he. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, one one other thing: when they're at the Turkish restaurant, Masha likes really young men because Max Ren makes a joke. He's like, yeah, you can have me in the shower if you get me video drum. <laughs> and she's like, you're too old for me. And then the waiter puts down a plate of like rolled grape leaf shit. I don't know. And she, she looks at the waiter like, ooh, ooh, yummy. I'm like, oh, my God. So anyways. Masha, like I'm young. Yeah. So Masha ends up telling him where to find video drum. And he can find it at uh, this place called the Cathode Ray Tube Mission, right? Or the Cathode Ray Mission. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. So it, there's a bunch of like uh, mentally insane kind of homeless weird people that are going into this mission. It looks like a Catholic mission, mm-hmm. except it's called the Cathode Ray Mission or whatever. Yeah. And he's, you know, he goes in there because he knows he can find this Brian Oblivion. Right. Which was told to him by Masha, which mm-hmm. is why he's there. And he walks in this place and there's like these little cubicles with crazy people watching, like one guy's watching like an open heart surgery, oh, yeah. like really creepy <laughs> yeah. stuff. And you know, Max Ren is totally comfortable at home in this. Yeah, yes. these, these are his, these are his peeps. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is his thing. And he yeah. sees this good-looking lady there, who's obviously running the show, mm-hmm. and that's Brian Oblivion's daughter. We found out, right? Yes. And her name is what's her name? Oh, Miss God. Oblivion. It's yeah, <laughs> Bianca Oblivion, Bianca. played by Sonia Smith. So. He sees her, she's a delightful lady, and, mm-hmm. he, you know, she does, at first she's really off-put. She thinks he's one of the people watching the stuff. Right. Like, she, like, thinks because he's, you know, crazy-looking dude that he <laughs> belongs there, but... Just say, he looks like shit. Yeah, yeah, he looks like shit. He does look like he, he didn't get a lot of sleep. Assailant, yeah. Nikki Brand was over, shit got real. He was piercing ears and doing shit. <laughs> Anyways. Blood. And he's Drinking James blood. Woods. Yeah. He looks like shit. So yeah, he goes but... up uh, stairs in His her office. Bill W. <laughs> I didn't hear what she said. <laughs> Doug's talking away from his mic to confuse us. He goes up to uh, her office, which I assume is like on the second floor. It has a window looking down into the room of people watching videos. But the office is full of religious artifacts from around the world. It's a really intimidating looking crazy office. It's got like a, you know, I don't know, all types of statues, mm-hmm. religious statues from, you know, Christianity and hindi and all this stuff and it's kind of weird and he starts asking her questions about her dad who's brian oblivion the guy that was on the talk show with him earlier who as on screen he's only on screen yeah he's a tv wherever he goes (laughs) 
And so he starts kind of asking questions, you know, and, you know, he pressures her to see her dad and she's really pushes back on that. Yeah. Um, for reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Reasons, reasons we'll find out later. <laughs> for reasons. Um, and when I, when I was looking at, at the ne- very next scene where he's back at his apartment, I noticed this movie, a lot of scenes look very Blade Runner-esque, very noir, especially when it is in, in his apartment. The lighting, kind of some of the stuff, it's kind of got that cool... You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if you're going to look like anything, you might as well look cool like Blade yeah, Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner, by the way, is the like, coolest like, looking movie ever filmed. Like a retro wave right. neon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I got a lot of that from in Videodrome. Yeah. You know? So uh, so he comes home from that meeting her, and he's in his kitchen, and he's fumbling with this box, and there's a gun in there. Right. And he's clearly never held a gun in his life because <laughs> he's like, ah, he's pointing it at his face and shit. Yeah. He, he pushes a button and the magazine flies out and he's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> and as he's looking at it, someone starts knocking on the door. Yeah. And he gets all fucking nervous and he, you know, puts the gun back in the box and he, he like hides it under like the pizza box and shit on his counter. <laughs> his, his apartment's a fucking disaster. Um, and it's his secretary. Right. And his secretary is the one who's on the, the video the wake wake your ass up video he listens to every day mm-hmm. and so you know she comes in and she's kind of telling him all the stuff he has to do and out of nowhere he slaps the shit out of her <laughs> oh, yeah. and i remember when i first saw this, i'm like guy. so when i was a kid and first saw this movie this is about the scene i came in on and i'm like damn you saw this movie as a kid i saw this movie as a kid <laughs> at, a, at a sleepover nine right? yeah probably Jesus. nine years old blew my mind <laughs> So, and this is where I came in and <clears throat> okay. all of a sudden he slaps the shit out of her. I'm like, oh my God, he's, he's gone insane. And all yeah. of a sudden, right when he does that, they, they show the secretary and she's perfectly fine. So he hallucinated oh, that yeah. he slapped yep. her. So he didn't really slap her. Are we, it's made in a way like we're not sure what happened. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's kind of, kind of jarring. It's implied though that it, that it was, that it didn't happen. That, yeah. In his head. Hasn't Videodrome already started speaking to him by this point? No. Cause she leaves a tape left by Brian Oblivion. Oh, That's why she go. came over. It was an emergency rush. Hmm. And so he shoes her out the door and he's got the tape from Brian Oblivion. Um, and he grabs the cassette, which is a, is a Betamax. Yeah. And it turns alive. <laughs> It yeah. starts like yeah. pulsating. Yeah, and, that's right. And it's all flesh. It's like pumping. It's really. It's, <laughs> it's, and he's like, ah! Yeah. Flesh tape. Yeah, he, <laughs> he drops it on the ground, right? Because he's freaked out. But then he, re- he recovers his wits and picks yes. it up and he puts <laughs> it in the player, the mm-hmm. VCR. And then there's a message from Brian, Brian Oblivion, Oblivion that talks about And this is really interesting what this <clears throat> cassette tape says. He says, The battle for North America will be fought for in the video arena. This is what brian oblivion says yeah what's interesting about that is kind of if we look at current events someone is always vying for our opinion and for how we consume information right mm-hmm. there's two sides and there's a battle going on and there's constant battles these we're, days. we're barraged yeah by media by the media we follow mm-hmm. uh, by other people and this kind of is alluding to that. Mm-hmm. And it's like this Brian Oblivion knows. Let's yeah. read that. Yeah, read the whole Entire quote. quote. I have Doug. it pulled up here. So this is a quote from Brian Oblivion. It says, The battle for the mind of North America will be fought in the video arena, the videodrome. The television screen is the retina of the mind's eye. Therefore, the television screen is part of the physical structure of the brain. 
Therefore, whatever happens on the television screen emerges as raw experience for those who watch it. Therefore, television is reality, and reality is less than television. Now, television, what they're talking about, because this is 1983, put in today's terms is, we can say, the Internet, right? Yeah, or our, our, our smart devices. Right. Even. I mean, that's, that's a small television Everything. It's a small everything that we mm-hmm. all carry every day in our pocket. And it is yeah. an and it is a literal appendage of ourselves, of our conscious right. of our conscience. Uh, How amazing yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah. The way that we're connected to our phones, the way we hold and blindly follow our phones, this movie is warning us about <laughs> in fucking nineteen eighty three. I'm sad to, to tell this story, but this happened today. Oh, I can't wait. I was out uh, doing some kayaking with my wife, and her phone fell out of her pocket and into the lake. Mm. And so, so we had to go buy her a new phone. But for that, like, <laughs> that was like that, like half hour. I'm like, I feel like a widower right now. <laughs> she was lost. Right? She's, she, like, does lost she even sea. does she even exist? Because. Cause like I couldn't locate her. Cause cause for a minute I'm like, well maybe it's on the boat. Like maybe it's in a backpack or something. Right. So I did the little like locate, and I was like, no, Josh, she, she's that, gone. That that story is great <laughs> she's because dead. although your wife is there, <laughs> she's right there. Her digital identity is gone. Yeah, she's gone. And this movie she's dead. is dealing with these two identities, right? Max Ren is fighting <laughs> with his physical identity and yep. his media is channel 83 identity Mm -hmm. and it just it freaks me out that they could someone could see this and this was written by david cronenberg also i believe yeah Mm -hmm. and so it's like he could see this could happen (laughs) yeah yeah and to to hit it you know the nail on the head and be so accurate freaks me out yeah but yeah yeah. i mean that quote says it all yep i'm sure that they were they were already kind of experienced that like some of it was probably not even just what he thought might happen. Right. I'm sure they were seeing it the way television. Oh yeah. Kids just sit in front of the TV all day and yeah, they were being consumed. Right. Commercials were big. Remember when we were kids, those eighties commercials that were selling us fucking garbage. Yeah. Right. We all wanted the army ants toys and those things sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo sucked in by Nintendo. Atari was out at the time or arcades. So, I mean, it's digital media was creeping in, but you know, even, even analog was still a thing, you know, TV, satellite TV was real. And, you know, I was worried they were about that. Now look where we're at. I think we're fucking, we're tethered to our online selves. You know, us on Instagram, is that really us? Kind of, (laughs) but it's kind of not. Yeah, anybody can be whoever they want exactly. on the internet because yep. it's not it's not real, it's not tangible. Mm-hmm. And this it's was just even data, just like your life, reality Josh. TV. Yeah. She died. She real. died today, right. you guys. Yeah. She's dead. Josh has actually never been married. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Meg. <laughs> I thought I knew you. Everyone's backing out of the room slowly. You're <laughs> gone. So, so that happens, and he, he's watching the video, and you know Brian Oblivion tells him that the reality is changing and videos becoming flesh mm-hmm. and he starts talking about how he had a tumor but the tumor wasn't caused by video drum right it it was the other way around or something how, what does he say <sighs> yeah it's something the like signal that. didn't signal. cause the tumor the tumor was a <laughs> consequence of his mind change i don't know signal creates a brain tumor the tumor creates hallucinations right something crazy oh yeah and that's where 
like they hint at the fact that video drum causes hallucinations right like that's that's where it kind of confirms that and, and in this video he's watching uh brian oblivion gets choked to death by nikki brand oh yeah and she's like she's like max come to me yeah and he you know brian oblivion's <laughs> like, yeah. and she pulls the executioner's head off and she's like oh yeah shaking her hair <laughs> well he and, also says there is nothing real outside the perception of our reality oh right mm-hmm. And that's true. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's 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 like the whole if if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there, does it make a sound? Yeah, right. We yep. get into all this existential nonsense <laughs> yeah. that I you know don't want to talk about because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking. But about. if it didn't happen on social media, it didn't or happen. Did it happen? He he didn't go canoeing or kayaking. He yeah. just told. I didn't. I don't see proof. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't see that on Twitter. Did you today, post Josh? pictures? Or it didn't happen, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a, and that's a, <laughs> but that's a real out, thing, because <laughs> now we have to document every facet of our lives. Yeah, you know, and for what? To Which, like you said, to prove that it happened. Yep. Which but it's you silly, could fake yeah. it. I mean, we could all fake shit. You know. Mm-hmm. But if Josh, I, don't get I went likes, kayaking today then, too. Right. Whoa. <laughs> how will I? How Wait, will I go Chris on if I don't get that likes? You went kayaking, therefore, he truly did. Yeah, he I'm didn't. A fucking liar. Yeah, you, you <laughs> yeah, didn't well. do it. But it, and it's kind of a, a scary reality, right? Because a lot of people who were born with this technology their whole lives, I, I don't know if they can differentiate. They they no. need it. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. I don't think anyone here needs it. I think a lot of people our age could. Yeah. You know, go one way or the other. Yeah, I live mm-hmm. majority of my life without it. Right. I mean, but I, by the end, I'll have lived majority of my life with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Even still, so. Yeah, our, like our kids won't know the difference for better or worse right. um that's their reality that's their world um they'll evolve with it like because they they have to yeah right there's and, yeah and for better or worse that's there are pros and cons to it mm-hmm. like we let our three-year-old watch youtube kids and her speech and everything is so much more advanced yeah than <laughs> a lot of other kids but that's because she's like right. hearing these full-on conversations, they're using complex words, mm-hmm. so her speech is like super developed. Right. But she's also sucked into she's this. A, she's in a bubble, yeah, with good speech, false like, reality, yeah. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> like a good speech bubble. Well, That's right. I mean, she did, and I say in your bubble, but like all your friends are there. I mean, quote unquote, like, right. I don't know. It like I, I always tell my kids, say, hey, go ride your bike. Like, no, I'm playing with my friends. I'm like, oh, oh okay, I guess. Right. <laughs> it's, it, they're up on the TV. Yeah, it's <laughs> important. This, this yeah. movie right away kind of jumps into, I mean, this concept. And I think, you know, in the 80s, this was crazy. People were like, well, what the fuck? This movie's yeah. whack. No way. Yeah. But, you know, and a lot of people haven't seen this movie, and I understand that. But, you know, I thought it's one we should talk about because mm-hmm. it is so relevant it's now. So I think everyone should. Everyone see should this. see this movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So. Another... Watch it, watch it, fucking high, <laughs> drunk with a friend. Yeah. Not, it's not a. I don't know what you guys think. It's not a watch it by yourself. No, movie. it's you can also watch this at, at one a.m. by yourself. I disagree. I think you can watch. Okay, well, Stone then, Cold Sober by yourself. It's got to be weird though. It's got to be late, late night. Oh well, yeah, watch it. This twice, is a late night movie for sure. <laughs> this is a one a.m. Blow your minds. Actually, yeah. Film. Watch it drunk. Never mind. I, uh, <laughs> I take that back. We watched this sober. Yeah. I mean, it hurts your head. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> in my basement. Yeah, in yeah. my basement. It yeah. was weird. You're weird. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, they so when this video is on and he gets choked and then Nikki Brand is there, uh, all of a sudden her lips like the ca- like the camera zooms in on her lips and she's like calling to him and all of a sudden her lips start coming out of the TV in this awesome special effect. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's it, it holds up to this day. It yeah. still looks super cool and super in the time, and it's awesome. And he puts his head, like, into it. And that's what's yeah. on, actually on the cover of the Blu-ray, the Criterion Collection of this movie, is him putting his head into her mouth. Yeah. You know, in the Videodrome. Yeah. Which we talked a lot last episode about special effects, but... Or not last episode, I guess when we did Dead Alive. But right. this has some great practical effects. Uh, some of the best. It's it's the type of effect that you want to see in a late night movie. Yes, and it's just over the top, but it's so interesting. Even though it doesn't maybe look realistic, no, it's so interesting the way it looks. You're like, oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah, like how the hell did he do that? Like, how did he make this happen? Yeah, and so we get that effect. It's amazing. Like the pulsating TV. There's veins in the top of the TV for that matter. So that happens. The next day, he wakes up and he goes back to the cathode ray mission and he, this is when he first admits that he's been hallucinating mm-hmm. right because now he's weird stuff's happening he's yep. in the thick of it um and so he when does he watch brian oblivion again and his stomach opens up it's <laughs> right after it's right he after he goes back right after yeah, yeah he goes back, back home mission. after the mission that's right watches brian oblivion and then that's his right. Fucking stomach opens up, and he has the V. He has the gun. He has the gun. Yeah. He, so that gun that he had had, he's holding in his hand, watching Brian Oblivion again. That's right. right. And yeah, his stomach has like this weird like scar on it, and all uh-huh. of a sudden it starts growing and growing. Then it opens up. Yeah. This Sticks big, the gun inside. Yeah. He puts the gun in his belly. <laughs> like loses it in there. Yeah. It's, it's like gone. gone. He pulls his hand out, and the gun is gone. That's right. Yeah. It's it's super awesome and super weird. That's actually this part is when I first noticed the Hitler ballerina picture. <laughs> okay. Is this is and during this scene when they're kind of cut away from his yeah. gash that he's sticking his hand in. I think I think I had heard one uh you know comment that it's supposed to be a vagina. <laughs> no, I, I yeah, so I I can see <laughs> that metaphorically it it, well, could, it could be. No, but cuz I think uh another thing I read was that they had there was a scene that they didn't that he wrote that that budget wouldn't allow and that those everyone uh you know infected by it by it or whatever video drum. ends up showing their gash and like their these gash. weird sex organs come out and like all oh cool. so it's cool. like Which it was i think it was yeah supposed to kind of be this and i think he had actually done that in another film really as mm. well that, I mean, you can when you when you see this effect. I mean, yeah, you'll think that right away. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's vaginal. Yeah, it's definitely. And vaginal as hell. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's super weird looking and it's super cool. Like yeah. the effect and I love it's this part. it's just I don't know. Props to them for making it look so great. I mean, nowadays they would do it CGI yeah. and, and it actually probably wouldn't look as cool. No. And so yeah, this this looked great. So he. <laughs> He gets his hand in there, takes his hand out, and all of a sudden he's like, it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. For a minute. And this is where the movie really gets weird. <laughs> just now. It, just now. <laughs> it wasn't, if it crazy. wasn't weird enough before. So he, he meets, he gets like a, does he get a phone call? 
and they it's the people who uh, are are interested in Videodrome. He's got someone else that may want to buy Videodrome, right. and they mm-hmm. call him, and they're going to pick him up outside in a limo, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So he runs out into this limo, and the limo has a TV screen, and they're talking to him in the TV screen. Right. And the guy who's talking to him is, uh, oh, what the hell is his name? It's uh, some, Barry Convex, right? Yes. Barry Convex. Awesome actor. <laughs> that is a, awesome dude. Yeah. Re- if you thought everyone else in the movie was seedy, this guy's really <laughs> sketchy. Yes. <laughs> and so Barry Convex comes on, and he works for a company, he says, called Spectacular Optical. Mm-hmm. And he's the president, I guess. Now, here's what's crazy. They, there's a whole slogan where they, they, and I guess they make Videodrome, but they also make glasses for the third world. Yep. And they make missile guidance systems for NATO. So wow. they've, yeah. they're a very diversified company. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so he's going to one of these uh, spectacular optical like stores like you'd find in like, it's like a strip mall store. Mm-hmm. And the limo pulls up, and he gets out, and he walks inside, and nobody's there. Yep. And so what do you do in a glasses store when nobody's there? You try on the try, fucking glasses. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say jerk off. Oh. <laughs> we all <laughs> have our glasses. things we do when we're alone. <laughs> oh, glass <laughs> <In> glass doors. <laughs> so he, he starts trying on these. That's what makes it spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> he starts trying on all these glasses. And it's, and it's kind of an extended scene. It's like a minute and a half of him trying on glasses yeah. before he's interrupted. It's very important. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, remember he's wearing like the old granny glasses yeah. and then very convex <laughs> is suddenly there in the flesh and he's like no those glasses don't look good for your face yeah. but you need something that accents your pock marks yeah, <laughs> you need yeah. some you need bigger glasses yeah. you need hide the, your whole face yeah, yeah. yeah we need to hide everything yeah. so how about a plastic bag <laughs> a plastic <laughs> so very convex paper, said paper, oh, paper. paper let's go with paper it's recycled <laughs> it's recycled we don't want him dead we just don't want to see his face that's all well Jeez. you'd never see it again if it was <laughs> that's dead. true he did make a couple of good movies after this. We Casino, he's the pimp. Oh, yeah. Casino, Chris gets brought his, that up to me. Gets Hercules. his ass beat. He yeah. does. Hercules. He, yeah. yeah, voice in Hercules. He Hades. plays Hades. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So perfect. I, yeah. I like James Wood. Well, of course. Yeah. I like guys like that. Creepy guys. <laughs> yeah. So Barry Convex knows that he's pirated Videodrome. And now he's... It's kind of like he's... He's... he's plotting against Max Ren, but he's he's making it seem like, oh, he just wants to study him because he's watched Videodrome and he's hallucinating and still walking around. He's right. not in the, you know, with all those other crazy people in the, the mission, <laughs> right? Yeah. So he's got a box and he, he pulls out this rig that he will put on Max's head Puts that on his head. can see the hallucinations are no it'll it'll cause the hallucinations that he has yep so they're alone mind you in this weird eyeglass store (laughs) max ren is sitting in a chair he puts on this fucking massive crazy prop yeah it's like a almost a tv set it's a tv set that you put your head head. inside of right yeah Yeah. it looks like the vacuum two part and the screen is on the front he puts it on and i love this when he first puts it on he uh, uh they leave the lights on Barry Convex leaves the light on. It like blinds Max Ren. He's like, "Oh shit!" He's, oh, and yeah, and he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's like, "Oh sorry, I forgot the lights." <laughs> I'm like, "Why would you put that in this movie? It's fucking weird." So, he, anyways, he's he's got the thing on his head, and all of a sudden, you know, Barry Convex is like, "Yo, peace out. I'm not into the kinky stuff." He says, "Yeah," and he leaves. So then we see kind of a first person view of what Max Ren can see, and he's like looking at his hands waving in front of his face, and it's mm-hmm. all pixelated. Yep. And then all of a sudden, he sees a figure walking towards him. 
and it's Nikki Brand. Mm -hmm. And he sees her, and all of a sudden she's in full color. She's in Videodrome with the with the clay wall, and then all of a sudden we see him, and he's got a whip in his hand. Oh and yeah, he's whooping the shit out of her, mm-hmm. and it's you know, which it's, is what the the original Videodrome. Yeah, people getting right. tortured, right? It's that wet. snuff film that he mm-hmm. that he finds, right? And then he ends up so exactly. He, he ends he up in that the, scene. Yeah, right. Essentially the. The well, perpetrator of the the snuff. So 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 then it kind of the it kind of pans away, right? The the shot, and we see that he's whipping Nikki Brand. Also, Nikki Brand though morphs into his good friend Masha, Masha. the old lady, mm-hmm. and she's getting whipped. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, then flash to Max Ren's bedroom, and he's waking up. He's like, "Ah, oh, shit! What a weird dream!" And he mm-hmm. rolls over, and Masha is bound and gagged and dead and dead naked yep. in bed next to bed. Yep. So he freaks out. He just killed his <clears throat> old friend and he doesn't remember the awesome fun they may have had. Yeah. So he wants this filmed. <laughs> he wants video footage. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. So he calls Harlan, his his <laughs> tech guru, to come over and take pictures of his bed. Goes, Bring your camera. And, and the best thing is Harlan is there in like five minutes, I know. of course, with his camera. <laughs> and he's like, you want me to take pictures hall, of your right? bed? Yeah. <laughs> So he walks in the room and there's nothing there. Yeah. Hallucination, right? Yep. Right. And so Max Ren is upset because he's like, what the fuck? I mean, Masha was bound and gagged and dead in my bed and now it's my, my pillows are clean. That's weird. <laughs> That's the cleanest his room looks in this whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to talk about that TV for a second because we talked about how this movie foreshadows things that are today. Yeah. But that is foreshadowing virtual reality absolutely before it looks like virtual a, reality. Like, like a giant virtual virtual reality headset so you're right yeah. on point yeah. with that for sure yep oh yeah because it's all pixelated so it's clearly like some sort of um like video signal that he sees which is which is what vr is to us today mm-hmm. right just a little better looking so yeah it's yeah, it's that's interesting the VR thing and how that's going to become nowadays. They're going to get that technology so much better that we could like what was it? Who came out with the glasses? Google, Google, oh, yeah. Google. Google. Yeah. And people were getting punched in the face in San Francisco, <laughs> yeah. for fucking wearing their glasses. But I mean, yeah. that technology exists now to really, you know, immerse us in this mm-hmm. for good or for bad. Probably for bad. <laughs> it's, I already can one click order anything in the fucking world now. If I weren't a headset, no. Who yeah. knows what I'll be able to do? Yep. And will it take us one day to living in virtual reality all the time? Yeah, to to what's not real, and that gets into another movie called The Matrix. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yep. Right, which leads us to this whole other thing. So, yeah. um, I'm just waiting for our reptilian overlords to <laughs> hit the reset of 2020. Right. <laughs> well, it's like also like Inception, yeah, where they're living in a dream and you can live. There's that one scene where they go into a room and there's all these people that are asleep. Mm-hmm. And the the guy in the room that's basically running it, he's explaining like, oh, these people come and they'll sleep for like 20 hours because this has become their reality. Mm. When they're sleeping, that's that's their new reality. So they come here to sleep so they can live in their right reality they prefer the the dream world to yeah and so in a lot of ways you know this movie is you know predates all those obviously but mm-hmm. has these similar ideas just yeah. done in, in, a, in a slightly more crude less 
technological way because mm-hmm. of the time. So I think that's, I mean, that's another reason why this movie's so great. Mm-hmm. It's the Matrix from, from cocaine junkies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's accurate. Um, so, you know, he, so Harlan comes over to take the photos, and then Max is like, hey, I got to meet you in the office in one hour. So meet me there in one hour. So he runs over to the office, or Max runs over to his office, right? Right. And as how's it go? He he shows up. His secretary's there. Does he does he talk or does he just walk in the boardroom at this point? I'm trying no, to remember. He he goes into that's when he goes into his into Harlan's office with all the the satellite stuff. And who is there? Barry Convex is there. Oh, because right. yeah. his buddy Harlan has actually been working for Barry Convex for two years. <laughs> yep. Ever mm-hmm. since he first met Max, they've been kind of setting Max up to watch Videodrome as yeah. an experiment. Mm-hmm. Right. And they got him. And so Max finds out, and he's totally butthurt. <laughs> Wouldn't you be butthurt? Yeah, I yeah. would be. Where else would I be hurt? Right. So he... <laughs> if not in the butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be hurt somewhere for sure. I don't know. I don't know where. But he... So he runs over... Uh, does he get why does he like curl up in the he crawls away what happens to him he doesn't get punched or anything they oh they shove it that's when they shove that's the videotape yeah, they they shove video tape because in, they in know orifice. yeah they know he's got the orifice mm-hmm. and so they pull out a tape which is now a vhs tape not a yeah. betamax and shove it inside of him so they're essentially putting in their programming for what they want him to do yeah this is their their plot this is kind of one of the subplots of the movie is they want him to they want him to show video drama. To show video channel drama to the world. For, through his channel. Through channel his channel right. to essentially infect everyone who views it with right. with these same hallucinations that that drive you mad. Right. And the tape is also pulsating like yeah. the original one that he got. Yep. And yeah, it's a VHS because a Betamax no, is too VHS. big. Because <laughs> yeah. it's thinner and it fit right. better and, in his. And, and, the interesting <laughs> VHS a little cavity. <laughs> the only way they could pull off. A little know. side note on VHS Betamax is there were two competing technologies. A lot of people say Betamax was superior. However, the porn industry adopted VHS tapes as their standard. And that actually drove VHS to defeat Betamax. It was a cheaper technology. Makes sense. Yeah, because they didn't have money. They're like, oh, Ron Jeremy, we're not going to pay you. I'm going to film this on VHS. And people buying porn aren't going to spring from Betamax. Exactly. (laughs) And so porn helped VHS crush Betamax. That was back when porn needed to be sought after. Right. Yeah, it was hard to come by. Those were good days. I always found it in a field yeah. somehow. Yeah, why, why, <laughs> why dumpster? Why magazines and porn always end up in dumpsters and fields? Yeah, I don't know. Or you don't next, find anything in dumpsters and fields the playground. Anymore. No, there are no fields <laughs> yeah. anymore. That, all yeah. the fields are gone. Now they're just full of plants and insects. I love just <laughs> stumbling a, a, upon some street porn. You know? <laughs> street <laughs> porn. It's like a, yeah. street, it's like a treasure. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably <laughs> under our houses now. Yeah. Buried. As a 13-year-old kid, that was, yeah, was say, worth right. its weight in gold. That's right. <laughs> so so they put the tape in, and, and Mac, it like hurts Max, and he crawls away to this corner of their little studio. No one's there. He pulls the gun out. Right. Yeah, so he's reaching he's been in programmed. after the videotape. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he pulls, out pulls the gun, the gun pulls that he gun. put in the orifice earlier, yeah. and then it starts to grow into his hand. You know, he, sa- yeah. he saved it. For later. Yeah. When the two in become his, one. In his Joey pouch. Yeah. So <laughs> he's Joey pouch. So he pulls. Yeah. So the gun grows into his hand and now it's an extension of himself. Yep. The gun. And it's it's kind of a cool scene. Yeah. Cool effects. 
kind of weird when you first see you're like what the what, what the fuck does that mean yeah it's an anti-gun movie do you, want, do you want to speak to that Ken? actually i'm going to say it's a pro-gun movie because the gun becomes part of him oh, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. indistinguishable indistinguishable from his person <laughs> so he now the gun is part of his hand so what do you do when you when you when you grow a hand in your gun well you go to your office and kill all your coworkers. That you that's don't right because yeah, that's sure. what he does um, and it's funny when he that's shoots them. Logic. I like his secretary runs in when he shoots him in the boardroom, and she's like, "Oh, are you okay?" <laughs> oh yeah. He just shot a bunch of people, and they like usher him out the building. <laughs> yeah. And this is let's get out of here quickly. It's a weird scene. It's it's really quick. Uh-huh. He runs out the back door, and what's going on in the alley behind the studio or his office? There's guys moving windows. Oh yeah. So is that in reference to the whole you know the wind you know? The mind eye quote. And it was there for a reason. That's what I mean. That's yeah. the only thing that I could come up with is 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 why they were walking around with window yeah. frames. Because yeah, like no know. one smashes through them. No. Sadly. Yeah, no one runs through them. Which is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, in a movie when carrying so, a window. I was what a, what a let down. I was in Chinatown in San Francisco back in 2011, and I shit you not, I was we were walking down the sidewalk, and. Across the street, there was two guys holding a giant fucking pane glass, like in a cartoon. (laughs) And me and my wife, I'm like, we gotta watch this shit. These guys, a car's gonna drive through it, or they're gonna drop it. It was the most. I wish you know this was before I had like a good camera on my phone. I would have filmed it, but. It was epic. And this scene reminded me of that. It reminded you of the scene of Seinfeld where they're moving the Frogger machine. <laughs> yeah, right. Same thing. Classic. Did anyone smash through the glass? Though? Nothing happened. They were like expert at carrying glass. I, would have, I, would have I, I wanted to run through it, but it was probably tempered glass. <laughs> yeah, you yelled at him. Yeah. Your job's a joke. Concussion. <laughs> so, so he shoots his coworkers. There's the whole a window into the mind's eye. Mm-hmm. Thing, which is what I thought when they're carrying the windows is what that represented. And so they've programmed him to kill, or he wants to kill Bianca Oblivion. Like right. that's what they've programmed to do is to kill her. Mm-hmm. And so he goes back again to the to the cathode ray mission. He breaks in because it's late at night, and he finds her. And somehow she like knows why he's there and then he's going to mm-hmm. kill her and she just kind of runs away and like he can't catch her <laughs> he's got a gun that's a, hand, a, a, a it's a literal handgun yeah. it's part of his hand, hand gun. and she like runs away and so he's chasing her and he mm-hmm. finds a TV there's a TV in there and he shoots it isn't he, is he on the TV and he like sees himself uh, I don't remember what does he see on the TV he shoots the TV and all of a sudden he is shot it's like the TV shoots him, he shoots the TV. Oh, the TV's all fleshy. Yeah, it's, it's like bleeding TV. like yeah. him. It's like a mirror image of him. Mm-hmm. And so it's super weird. And then doesn't she... She then puts a tape into him. Right, she puts her programming she into him. She has... There, it's a competing... Um, right. <laughs> yeah, plot, basically. Like Oh, the, the, actually, the gun stretches out of the TV. And he's looking at it like, holy shit, that's a gun. And oh, then yeah. it shoots him. And then it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, sorry. And then she shoves a another VHS <laughs> yeah. in his stomach orifice. To reprogram To him. reprogram Or bastard stuff to the gills. <laughs> with, with, with VHSs <laughs> and guns. And or beta matches. <laughs> Double yeah. penetrated by video tapes. Yeah, it's crazy. So he's got conflicting programs <laughs> within him. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so he his becomes... First, his first program was to... Yeah, what we said, kill everybody with video drone by right. by broadcasting it. 
but now he's got this this other motive uh, by Bianca. What is it to go kill? Well, this is when we first learned <laughs> that that he becomes the the video world made flesh. That's right. Right. So death to video drum now long live long the new live flesh because now he's evolved into something else right mm-hmm. video drum is not just this digital digital media now it's a biological entity as well mm-hmm. it's the next generation of media consumption right yep. he has become that so his new mission now is to kill our, our good buddy uh barry convex yep barry convex so, actor by the way played the christmas tree salesman in a Christmas story. Nice. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's such a great scene in that movie, by the way. This isn't a tree. This here is a tree. <laughs> Same actor. I just wanted to point that out. He, uh, well, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fun little tidbit, Doug. <laughs> so he he goes back to Spectacular Optical to find Barry Convax and kill him. Yep. But when he shows up, there's just a regular average Jamaican glasses salesperson. Right. And he's like, oh, Jamaican accent, trying to sell him glasses. And so he walks in the back room. And who's working in the back? Harlan is, like, taping up boxes and shit. Yeah. And this is the weirdest part of the movie. He goes, what's in the box? He's like, your head. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and then... this is That's where the idea for Seven came from. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. It came from video. Head in a box. <laughs> so, yeah, so the guy's taping boxes. Somehow he tries to put something in max and max sucks his hand into his orifice yeah and then his arm rips off it's all oh, mangled yeah. and fucked yeah, mangled up. and fucked up he staggers backwards and explodes, and explodes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking out of nowhere he explodes so and then he blows like part of the wall up with him and i remember when i first saw that i'm like what the fuck just happened he became harlan oblivion <laughs> yeah yeah blew into oblivion it, it doesn't make sense but it's like it's like what Max wished to have happen was for him to explode. So part is this of the program the point where it goes off the rails. Yeah, this, this is this is point number seven where it goes off oh, the rails. Yeah. So then uh, he go. So we, we find out that Barry Convex is having a new product launch for their new like summer line of glasses yeah, or some yeah. shit. Yeah, their, their new spring. He's line, on like I this think. big yeah, stage. It's a spring line. Yeah. yeah. He, he's at a convention yeah. center. Audience of. They, thousand dancing girls and guys so mm-hmm. there's a whole show get your glasses yeah yeah so i'd go to that show he so <laughs> max wren sits down and he's got a he's got a seat and he's watching and then you know just, barry convex comes out yeah and he fucking shoots him yeah max just shoots barry yeah, yeah but or he does Matt, yeah he doesn't just shoot him over. yeah he doesn't just shoot him and normal stuff happens no no <laughs> Barry Convex writhes around on the ground and his body breaks and oozes apart. Yeah. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah he's like it some is sort of alien or something. It uh-huh. is the coolest special effect. It's like yeah. an alien. He's like, mm-hmm. so weird. I, you, I mean, you could literally, I, I bet you that you could watch a GIF of this over and over Probably. again. Let's see. Let's see if we can. <laughs> We're going to pull it. up and see if we can find it. I don't know. I call it a GIF. I know people call it a GIF. No. But you wrong. people are stupid. Is it's it a GIF. GIF. All right. Yeah. Keep talking <laughs> while I see if I now can I think, find a gif of this. Yeah, is, so. is this the part that um that James Wood James Woods? Yes. Yes. Um <laughs> too many hard, Mike's hard lemonades. So. They're too hard for We you. do not <laughs> condone the drinking of Mike's hard lemonade. <laughs> um and uh, uh at some like the ending uh James Woods like wanted to do this ending. I guess there's like three different Yeah, endings. so right. So this this well, is Well, at what point Let's back up. Where does he find out the truth about Oblivion? 
We didn't talk about that. Yeah. When he goes back the first time to the mission Mm -hmm. and sees her, that we find out that Brian Oblivion has been dead for 11 months. And everything we've seen of him has been pre-recorded tapes. There's this huge room full of tapes. We glossed over this twist, you guys. Kind of an important (laughs) twist. It's funny because Brian Oblivion's not in the movie a lot, but he is kind of a huge part of this movie. He's an important part of the movie. Because when I watched it, I was like, like the first time, like whoa! <laughs> what the hell? He's been dead for eleven months. Yeah. Sorry, he's already dead. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, he kills. But is he though? Because he's on well, video. You're, that's right. His digital self survived. Yes. So he still lives on, lives on digitally, mm-hmm. or in this case, on tape, analogically. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you'd say that. Well, and Analog. he prophesied that, like he's our digital prophet. Like, he yeah. calls a bunch of shit. Yeah. From yeah, so his programming comes to fruition. He kills him, and then mm-hmm. he just runs away. Max runs into this like abandoned shipyard and goes into an old abandoned tugboat. Yep, runs down in the bowels of the ship. There's an old like mattress and a pack of cigarettes, and he lays down. And I think he says, uh, "Long live the new flesh." And there, oh, there's a TV in there. Yeah, he sees himself. He do sees this the first. TV. There's not mm-hmm. really a he TV. He sees in there. himself in the TV. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he slowly puts the gun up to his head, pulls a trigger, and guts and brains and shit blow out of the TV. Just yep. blah! And you're like, holy shit, he did it. He yeah. defeated Videodrome and all the shit. But no. 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 Then the camera goes back on to Max, and then he slowly takes the real or takes the handgun mm-hmm. thing, puts it to his head, boom, shoots yep. himself. Oh, first he says, long, long live, the, long new live flesh. the new flesh. Kills himself, fade to black. Movie's over. Yeah. Done. And I was... <laughs> When I watched this Done. movie, I didn't, I had no idea how this movie ended yeah. and it ended so abruptly. I was like, <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah. This is the end of the movie? Yeah. Well, you're I expecting c- like a, this whole long climax. Yeah. And there isn't one. There isn't. No. There really isn't like it. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah. Though. Right. So Chris, what were you saying that James Woods? Oh, about the, the ending? So he wanted this ending. Yeah. Yeah. I right? think, I think he kind of, they, they. That, you know they wrote something then they changed it and mm-hmm. then he wanted to do something else and and i, I think that, that the too, yeah. ending we we see is james woods ending i like james woods ending because yeah. it, it's kind of like you can it's like you can never escape it right yeah this this shit's inevitable you. right clearly we're living through through what it's what well, it's predicting especially nowadays look what happens people <laughs> write something when they're 16 years old in 2009 on the internet <laughs> And then people can pull that up and fucking crucify him for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't escape this, right? Like James Gunn, right? Because of this podcast, you can't run for president, Chris. Fucking ruin your career. I do whatever I want. Ruined your career. You you are on record as being a serial killer, I believe. Yeah, all right. That doesn't wear graphic (laughs) tees. Yeah, you got me there. The graphic tee thing is enough, you know. So. Tyranny. I I think there's, there's a lot of layers to this movie. The, you know... It looks great. Um, the sound is is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look like a cheesy '80s movie to me. It looks like it was a well thought out, great thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art department did a wonderful job on this picture. Everything's cool. Like I said, it looks like kind of like Blade Runner esque. So right. yeah, you know, I think it has a lot to say. I think everyone should see it. And uh, you know, if I'm going to give it a rating, I'm going to give it three thumbs up. Three. Three. Holy shit. That's more than I can make. Doug, That's what's your lot. thoughts? What's your wrap up? I yeah, I would recommend watching this movie if if for nothing else and has already been said, just to 
just to watch in awe of the foreshadowing of today because we live in we we're living in videodrome essentially with social media with virtual reality right. mm -hmm. we have instant gratification at our hands yeah. literally we got a serotonin button on our on our cell phones that's right yeah. So that, that's how the biological ties into the technological. Right. We are literally causing chemical reactions in our brain by mm -hmm. pushing or by someone else pushing a button and us hearing a little ping. Mm -hmm. We liked your picture of your dog. <laughs> that's right. Oh, we, I feel better about myself feels good. for two it seconds. Feels good. Yeah. Now I'm addicted. Yeah. People will like it things you say yeah. and right. yeah. you can hang on and hang on every like. Yeah. And, and a lot of people media. do. A lot of people are slaves to what we're going to call the internet from now on, Videodrome. Yeah. They're slaves to Videodrome. <laughs> you can watch I'm all for porn that. any yeah. second on yeah. your phone. You can watch anything you want to watch That's in right. seconds. It's all there. Anything. Yeah. And essentially, we are being controlled by Videodrome, like Max was being controlled like Videodrome. Well, a lot of, a lot of our <clears throat> our day-to-day -day lives cannot move forward without the internet. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I know that my job would the world would crumble come to a standstill yeah. if the network went down. My network went down three times today. <laughs> yeah. And it freaked me out and I was stressed. Yeah. Trying to fill that time making phone calls and doing other stuff because mm -hmm. all of a sudden you lose productivity. Yeah. We're, we're all so tied in. You know, when I when I first started at my job 15 years ago, it wouldn't have mattered if my internet mm -hmm. went out because I could go hand right up yep. a work order or a quote or whatever. Now yeah. it has to be done online. Yep. Yep. We're judged by our performance working online yeah. everything ties into it mm -hmm. yeah and you know actually uh, you guys mentioned you know like getting the likes or whatever and it's actually moved way past that the addiction isn't even the likes anymore it's seeing something new we don't like you you can scan reddit for instance like right. that that's not a super engaging uh you know platform like facebook with likes and all that stuff and um obviously there's iPhones or whatever but yeah it's it's just the constant new 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 i need to see something new so yeah. like and a lot of people don't even think about that they might be addicted to to even that right yeah and, and a lot of films you know point this out or predict it or whatever i think i think this movie does a a great job visually at pointing it out it's 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 cool it's yeah, cool to it's watch it's entertaining cool. way cool it's uh it's it's got a good pace to it too. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's a little bit of a slow burn. It, it's pretty short though. It's eighty nine it minute yeah. runtime. So that's you, what I was gonna say. You like can crank it, it out in an afternoon. It ends quickly and but like, yeah, it it throws some cool visuals at you and and it's it's thought provoking, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I give it a a soft yes. <laughs> soft <laughs> soft yes. yes. Okay, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know I. I enjoyed watching it and I, I was definitely in the right mood to watch it. Um, so I'm, I'm glad um, that I was, cause I, th I think this is definitely one of those movies that you can, if you're, if you're not in the right mood, man, you just, you yeah. might not finish it. You know, it'll make you feel yucky. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. It's, it's gross. You got, you gotta be kind of ready for, uh, you know, just something really, really weird. Um, but yeah, if you're, you know, feeling, you know, if, if you just got through like a Transformers marathon, oh, shit. <laughs> and, and Michael and Bay, and you're looking for something like, 
you know, that just feels fresh or interesting. Like the high art of video. Several things do blow up in this movie. So, you know, you might just need something else. And this is definitely something else. Right. In this movie, you can find right now on YouTube, $3.99 pay for movies on YouTube. Worth it. I think it's on Prime too. It's, I think yeah, and, it's on Prime for same price, right? Yeah, like two ninety nine. Yeah, so. I'm sure there's a creepy old guy on your street that has it on VHS. You <laughs> yeah, can borrow it. There's yeah. one in I this bro- room. There's one in this room. I'm that guy. <laughs> I borrowed it from that creepy guy. <laughs> if in you guys room. would like to see it. I own a copy. <laughs> yeah, you can buy it on Blu-ray, the Criterion Collection. Um, it's a it's, it's a nice little package for weird guys like me. But anyways, that wraps up this episode from the bunker, sub basement two. Uh, We'll see you next time. We did it. We made it.